to a podcast about something where each week we dive deep into whatever it is we find interesting. I am your host, Calvin, and joining me from the swamps of Dagobah to your co-host, Nick Richardson. Hmm. You don't like your Jedi training? I don't like my Jedi training. It fucking blows. I don't like standing on my, you know. Yoda's a shitty teacher anyways. I don't so. like doing handstands. Yeah. And he keeps eating all my shit. It's not I cool. It. I get it. All right. Well, maybe next week you'll be somewhere different. God, I hope so. We'll see. We are here this week. We're still going into Star Wars month. Week three of Star Wars month. We got two more weeks after this. And this week we're doing Star Wars movie superlatives. The moment everyone's been waiting for. At least yes. I have. I've, I've been had this dying. Yeah, I've had this outline for a long time since like I watched uh, episode one in January of this year. I was like, nope, oh, sure. I got everything. I know what I'm doing. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we are giving out five awards to Star Wars movies, nothing from comics, cartoons, TV shows. As much as we want to give the Mandalorian awards, we can't. It would just win them all anyways if it was up for contention. Yeah, we'll None of that counts. Only movies. They don't have to be in the main eight right now. No spoilers for The Rise of Skywalker because it hasn't come out yet. But we got the main eight. We got Solo. Holiday Special even counts if you want to throw it in there. I don't I don't think that'll be winning any awards, but I, I don't rough. know your thoughts there. I've, and, I've only seen clips of the Holiday Special, and it looked fucking awful. Weird. Yeah, it's weird. And Rogue One counts. So we got a lot of stuff going on here. Uh, the awards we'll be giving out today are just a, a recap of the rules. Uh, we can only give one award per movie and one movie per award. No doubles ups, nothing like that. Got to gotta only give it to, to one movie uh so the awards we'll be giving out are best vehicle best villain best hero can't find my little cursor here best droid and favorite movie usually we don't go subjective on this but i thought that was more interesting than best movie because everyone pretty much has the same answer for best movie yeah but everyone's i find has pretty different favorite movie answers exactly so that that's a more compelling conversation than us both going empire strikes back because it's the most well made and the story makes sense and darth vader's luke's father blah 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 uh anyway speaking of which spoilers for every star wars movie that's been released <laughs> yeah, you didn't know darth you... vader was luke's father by this point like that's on you man yeah seriously where have you been living which shell have you been living in yeah Sorry. I'm pretty sure you can monetize that and sell it to, like, the Amish, stuff like that. The, the shell that these people have been living in that don't know Darth Vader is Luke's father? Exactly. Definitely. I'd buy one. <laughs> I'd, but I would need a TV, and I'd need to be able to watch Star Wars, so. You ready to dive into it? Let's fucking do it, buddy. Let's do it. Uh, check out the last two episodes of Star Wars Month. We had lightsabers and the Galactic Empire. So, a lot of good stuff out there. Went deep. Tons of good very stuff. Very deep. On both of those subjects. This one will not be as deep as any of that stuff, but it will be fun, nevertheless. Exactly. All right. So, best vehicle, Nick, you go first. What do you got? Dude, this one is so iconic. And it made a, another appearance in a lot of my research I've been doing this month. Um, and that's the ADAT. So, you know, the Imperial Walker, for those of you who I so never really paid attention for a long time. Uh, great, great choice. I'm with you. I hate it when people call it ADAT. I've always said it as ATAT. It seems like just recently people have started saying ADAT instead of ATAT, and it bothers me. It's like when someone says GIF instead of GIF. 
It's fucking Jeff, dude. It is. I'm telling you. The creator <laughs> himself came out and said Yeah, but that guy doesn't fucking matter. Because it's grown past him. Anyway, I, I think the proper way of saying it, it's the same way here. I think the proper way of saying it is at at. I just don't like it. It sounds weird. Anyway, go on with, with your reasoning. There's nothing wrong with that. I prefer Imperial Walker. I think that yeah. sounds so fucking That's what the dope. Rebels called it. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, in Empire Strikes Back, whenever they're on Hoth and you hear the overhead intercom, Imperial Walkers on the North Ridge. Like that. And you just hear the stomping. And exactly. The and just, you know, and it leads up to all these these infantrymen lining up to try to take on these behemoths. And Bad choice, a way to go at them. Like, yeah, you're just going to shoot gonna at them? Come on. That's not going to fucking work. This thing is huge. Um, but yeah, it was love the ATAT. You're welcome. It'd be like shooting at a house with a Nerf gun. Come on now. You're better than that. It'd be like shooting at the Pentagon with a water pistol. Yeah. And your, you your, uh, your analogy was way better than mine. Good job. You're, you're, you're fact. So it was, it was really cool, especially after the, you know, the rebellion had been punched in the mouth and well, they'd lost a lot of people is what I mean by that after they did a punching in the mouth. Um, so even though, you know, they, they struck a killer blow, they are on the, on their heels. Basically. Yeah. Because they have and, to, they have to leave their, their previous hideout on Yavin four. And now they've they they've gone to Hoth. It's supposed to be even more remote, but the probe droid finds them, and here come the the ATATs, yeah, stomping so their way through. That is my favorite vehicle. I absolutely love that thing. It is Titanic, badass. I love the design. Uh, bad character flaw, which they fix in Super the long new trilogy. Legs. Yeah, I the only negative thing I really have to say <laughs> about it is I. Kinda hate the uniform of the drivers. Yeah, bad uniform in there of the the ATAT driver. I I'll agree there. And yeah, just like all right, you built a tank, but let's put it thirty feet in the air on stilts. Yeah, exactly. Where's With the engineering department feet. on this? Going, hey, uh, Grandma, that thing's gonna fall pretty easy if somebody puts enough pressure on those legs. I imagine that thing could scale like monumentous terrain, though. Uh, yeah, I mean that's why like they're on this. They're on this huge planet, Hoth, and they just got this small base somewhere, so they've got to go from one end of the planet to the other. To, like, these are fucking planets. They're not states. They're not walking across Kentucky here. Yeah. Shout out Kentucky. Reverse shout out. I guess. Yeah. I agree. I take that back. Reverse shout out. All right. Good <laughs> choice. It was definitely in the contention for mine, but it did not win. This was a super hard one to start off with. It was a hard award to give out. There's so many different levels of vehicle. You got speeders, you got speeder bikes, land speeders. You've got regular planet traversing ships like the Millennium Falcon. You've got fighter ships like the X-Wing, the Y-Wing, uh, the Naboo fighters from episode one. You've got Love those. giant those airships like the Star Destroyers and like Dryden Voss's space yacht. Like, I, it's so hard to compare them. The Death Star you could even consider as a vehicle if you wanted to because it moves. It can travel through light speed. There's people in it. At the end of the day, all of those options ahead of me, I chose the M68 Carillion Landspeeder from Solo, a Star Wars movie. That's a pretty obscure pick, man, but I like your style. Well, this was really hard because this was the first award, and all of my other favorites are in other movies I had to give other awards to. But this is a dope-ass Landspeeder. It looks like a classic American car. Uh, this is from Wikipedia, how Han Solo came across it. Han Solo acquired 
an overpowered Mobcat M68 land speeder under circumstances he doesn't care to explain. The M68 is a favorite of Karelian speeder enthusiasts as its repulsor lift generator is easily modified and overcharged. Han has decorated the speeder's windshield with a lucky charm, a pair of chance cubes from uh, used in Sabak games, which we see those a lot throughout the rest of the, the series. I just, I think land speeders are the coolest vehicles in general. Um, you got Luke's T16 land speeder, uh, which was in consideration for this, but I had to get, I couldn't give it to that because A New Hope has to have a different award. Um, and this one, uh, this one honestly looks a little bit cooler. It's got that deep blue color. It can kind of turn on a dime and it just seemed faster than the T16. Um, it was it very just, Han Solo. Yeah, it, it, it was, fit it was Han reckless. Solo so perfectly. Uh, it looks super fun to drive. It, it was super cool speeding around the streets of Corellia in that opening scene. Um, I I could I can't see Luke's land speeder doing the same kind of maneuvers. Like the opening to this movie felt like a Fast and Furious movie, and we know how I love Fast and Furious movies. We both do here. Yeah, exactly. So this this fit in right there. You know, it was classic American muscle there on Corellia for Han Solo. Classic. I love that analogy. American muscle on Corellia. Like Dom Toretto would definitely be driving this land speeder if he were in the Star Wars universe. I live my my life one parsec at a time. Quarter parsec at a time. One quarter parsec at a get, time. Get too close to the mall. Doesn't matter. Keep driving. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the best villain. I get to go first here, and I'm I'm taking the top pick. It's Darth Vader from A New Hope. Yeah, no fucking doy. No <laughs> doy. So the the only problem I had here, I, Kylo Ren's great, and we just did a whole uh, Patreon exclusive on The Force Awakens and how great Kylo Ren is and how great Adam Driver is in that, but he is not iconic. Darth Vader is iconic. Empire Strikes Back, he seems a little more powerful, but I liked A New Hope better because he just comes out showing his raw power. He's in a fucking meeting, and he just force chokes a dude on a Skype session. Yeah. Like, come on now. Nobody's doing yeah, that. That's he, fucking lethal. He goes straight to torturing prisoners. He has no problem blowing up entire planets to prove a point. He just feels extremely menacing. Um, and it, it's really cool in A New Hope that we don't know anything about his backstory. Um, it's kind of like Michael Myers in the first Halloween movie. Villains are great if you can either sympathize with them and understand that if they you know are the hero of their own story... But they're also great if they're just completely ambiguous and you don't understand where they're coming from, but they're still feared by everyone around them. And Darth yeah, Vader ooh. encapsulates that perfectly. He epitomized the name Darth Vader. Yeah. Like just the name even. Even it's people like, who okay, haven't watched Star Wars understand what Darth Vader is and know to be scared of him. You got the... Yeah, that's so dope. Great music behind him. The Imperial March is fantastic. Um, he doesn't look great with a lightsaber in A New Hope. Uh, he's, you know, he's lost some speed since the the prequels. He's too he, slow, yeah. He can definitely still defeat Obi-Wan. And they, they remedy this in Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Uh, that would be my only problem with New Hope Darth Vader is his skill with a lightsaber. Not necessarily skill with a lightsaber, but just the fighting technique. And that's not on him. That's on how the movie was written and probably more on Alec Guinness's uh, requirements of like he's fucking old and can't move yeah i mean he is fucking old and he could hardly move yeah what do you got for best villain darth vader bro which movie like, though return of the jedi nice good choice yeah yeah that's a good i darth got vader too. 
that's uh you know after we find out that he's the father of luke skywalker and yada yada um you get to see his face like there's just so much about it but this is after building up in the original trilogy i absolutely loved darth vader i thought he was the most badass villain i loved the suit i love the red lightsaber i love that he was just like okay he's in contention for best villain ever not just he, he really is like he's that's iconic why you, that's why you can't pick anybody else like he's potentially best villain ever well he doesn't like, fucking monologue episode one a fucking droid come on now yeah, no. I mean, he doesn't sit there and monologue and, no. get, you know, he gets down to fucking business. He does not even play one bit. And I love that you don't have any redeeming qualities in Vader until, like, the last couple right of minutes. Right up to the end. Yeah, he's, it could be argued that he's not technically a villain in Return of the Jedi. Most of the movie he is, but the last ten minutes he's not anymore. And he kind of steps his villainness up another level in Return of the Jedi because he's just like, now we don't even need the Emperor. Like, we'll do this shit together. Because in, in A New Hope and even a little in Empire Strike ba- Strikes Back, he's, you know, the, the Emperor's lapdog still. He's just does what the Emperor tells him to. Return of the Jedi, he's accepted himself and he realizes that Luke has the power to join him and usurp Emperor Palpatine at this point. So let's let's do that instead of... Or destroying Luke, let's destroy the Emperor and, and do, do, move do. on. And then he destroys the Emperor, but for good. Coming later Wait. this month. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Tune in to the Rise of Skywalker. December 20th. Can't wait. It's going to be so good. All right, so let's go to the other side of the coin. We'll flip the coin. Put a put a sound effect in there. Uh, best hero. You get to go first on this one. Hands down. Easy peasy. Han Solo. Ooh. I mean, he's borderline not even a hero. A lot of people want to say that he's could be an debated. anti-hero or more of a, a scoundrel slash vigilante. Definitely scoundrel. He could be he a is. hero and a scoundrel, though. He's a fucking scoundrel, for sure. Snake and kisses. But he is the best hero in a Star Wars story. Fight me. I Which which movie are you picking it from? Yeah, I, I bounced hope, around. I What's that? A New Hope, I guess. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. pretty much where I'm. I'm stuck. Well, you've at. already used the other two original trilogy movies, and I doubt you. I wasn't thinking you were going solo. No, because no. Um, Alden Ehrenreich, well, good is is no Harrison Ford. I I did enjoy him in The Force Awakens, but he was. Uh, I don't you know, feel the, he's it, a full on hero there. No, the, but the introduction to Han Solo yeah. is so fucking good. Han shot first. So fight me. Yeah, I mean he did shoot first. Everyone knows it. McClunky. <laughs> have you have you rewatched that since they added McClunky in? Uh-uh. Did you have you heard about that? I heard about it. Yeah. It's I've seen that scene. I haven't rewatched A New Hope on Disney Plus, um, and I have a one of the the normal older versions uh, from a Blu-ray on my hard drive, so I I probably won't ever watch it on Disney Plus. But yeah, totally weird that they just throw in a random one. I wonder if like the way I'm thinking is McClunky means like attack or something in Greedo's language. So that's how Han knows to shoot so fast. I, I don't like I don't know any other way to explain it why you'd throw this random ass word in there. I think it was just a gut feeling on Han's part. You know, he's to shoot, uh, yeah. He he's on the darker side of heroism. So the underbelly of heroism and you kinda see that in solo and, you know, he's been expanded a little more. But he's also got 
you know, a lot to lose. And yeah, he's the best. Han Solo, fight me. I won't fight you. I don't disagree, but I also don't agree because it's not fun to disagree on everything. I I, I bet I can guess. All right, go ahead, guess. No, go ahead. I want to hear you say. No, I want you to guess it. I don't think you can. Lando Calrissian. No. <laughs> Damn it. Right. No, not Lando. That I, would I, see because if I chose Lando, I would have to ch- choose the Donald Glover version. And I already picked Solo, so yeah, he can't, can't do that. Is it Billy D. Williams or? is great too, but uh, no, Lando. Lando literally turns over the main cast to Darth Vader in the second movie. Like he can't be the best hero. Come on now, <laughs> it's Ray. That's a good pick, dude. From the Force Awakens, uh, Luke. <sighs> So, you know, the argument is Ray versus Luke here, pretty much. Maybe you could go Obi-Wan in the prequels, maybe even Qui-Gon in the prequels. But Ray versus Luke. Luke is a whiny bitch for most of Episode 4. And then he's kind of by himself not doing much heroic shit in Episode 5. Episode 6, he's fully in his right a hero and not a whiny bitch anymore. He's fully tapped into the Force. And he's great. But Rey in The Force Awakens, you get her untapped potential. She shows immediate skill with the Force and a lightsaber, uh, which a lot of people say she's, quote-unquote, a Mary Sue, which, fuck you people who say that. That's stupid. I have no idea what that means. It is a term, basically, there was some character in something named Mary Sue, and basically she had whatever power the plot needed her to have. So she was just constantly this OP person, always. Um, and so people are arguing that Ray is that, that everything came too easy for her and she just, whatever the plot needs her to, she's going to do, which I don't think is true. If you watch and think and pay attention to these two movies and about to be a third, that's not what's going on. Like she is tapping into things that she didn't understand she had, but were always there and she's finding ways to use them. Yes, she's going through it quickly, but that's because of how powerful she actually is and that also that she's not afraid to tap into the dark side we just talked about this a lot on our patreon exclusive check that out on the force awakens that part of what makes ray so strong is that she's not afraid to use her fear and her pain and her anger to her advantage to get what she wants that's the only way she knows how to do it really right she she hasn't been trained not to to give into her emotions when that's what the force is calling for so she does that um, but anyway, just expanding on what she does in The Force Awakens, she has the battle with Kylo Ren, um, is one of the best battles, lightsaber battles, in all of Star Wars, which, you know, we talked about on our lightsaber episode, I talked about it on the Patreon episode. Um, I would put it above Mustafar, but below Return of the Jedi and Duel of the Fates, as I did. Um, she has this unknown backstory, which is always interesting. Again, I don't know that they've killed this in The Last Jedi. It you know, she goes into this cave and it represents her fear that she's going to be all alone. And Kylo sees this with her because of their force connection. And he either has misinterpreted it the same way she has, or he's just straight up lying to her because she sees herself in that cave and all she feels is alone. She feels her parents are nothing, that she came from nothing. So Kylo is tapped into her, not into what she sees. So he feels the way she feels. He even says, I was there with the cave in you. I, I felt what you felt. I understand your parents are nothing. They're no one. That's how she feels. It's not necessarily the truth. Or he saw the truth and he's lying to her to get her to join him. Either way, it's compelling. 
and even if, even one. if she comes from nothing, it's still compelling because she's just uh, she's not a Skywalker, she's not Obi Wan's daughter, she's just this random person who can tap into the Force, and that's interesting because that means anyone can do it. God, I hope so. I hope there, it's that, there, not something stupid. There are only three Skywalkers in the whole galaxy. There were thousands of Jedi around the Skywalkers. You know, there's only one Kenobi. You know, the the we we think that it's oh everything has to be connected, but really it's not. There's thousands and thousands of Jedi in the history of Star Wars, and she could be descendant of anyone or no one, and it doesn't matter because all these people showed strength in the Force regardless of what their lineage was. You know. Yeah, it had to start somewhere. There's also talk out there that she may or may not be a clone, which brings in Palpatine and spoilers for The Mandalorian, Baby Yoda, cloning possibilities, a lot of stuff out there with clones. I, I just feel like that might be hard to grasp. That'd be too easy. If they go, if they go too deep into to the clone stuff. Yeah, I agree um, with that. And, you know, her opening scene on Jakku, as we talked about in The Force Awakens Patreon, you know, it's amazing. She's scavenging. She's bartering. She immediately befriends and protects BB-8. You know, she just seems good. She's not afraid to tap into the dark, but she seems overall good. good. Right. Um, and it's just going to be interesting to see where her story goes. Where do she, you think it's going to go? I think she's going to turn Kylo to the, the light side. Because I think she has, like, that infectious bit about her like she inspires people Especially around her she's a she's a symbol and that's the symbol the jedi have needed like luke didn't really like the limelight she doesn't necessarily like it either but she does the the right things and says the right things in the limelight you know what i mean right exactly and she's she's been searching for her purpose and if her purpose is to build a new light side order because you know the jedi are dead or whatever but she's going to build a new order out of the light side of the force. I think she would fit into that role better than Luke would. Luke did not want to be a leader. He didn't want to be a teacher. He wanted to learn and do what he needed to do. And you could see it as soon as something went a little bit wrong with Kylo Ren, he was out. Like, he's going like, to kill that motherfucker. I, or with ben, he's Ben Solo at the time. Like he's he's just out because that that wasn't you know he's not he's not a great leader. He's not a general of an army. He's a soldier. Well, not even he's a monk. He's yes. a warrior monk. Right, exactly. Yeah, you know, more pacifist than anything I'd like to say. Like Luke's more in tune with the force than I think Ray is. Yes. Well and, think... and we see it as we talked about on the lightsaber episode, he builds the green lightsaber, which is the more meditative, kinda like you said, monk. Uh they they're closer to pacifists. They will meditate think on things they're not attack first kind of people people with green that that get green lightsaber so that's an interesting thing to to think about there too which you know definitely what luke is yes absolutely and i you know i'm with you i i think there's a pull from her to pull ben solo back to the light um I really hope we get to see her build a lightsaber. I know in all the promotional materials she's holding Anakin's lightsaber again. Mm-hmm. Which just shattered in The Last Jedi. I think that's a misdirection. If you look at the things Disney has done with trailers with Marvel, there are a lot of misdirections. Things Tons. that are... They put them one way in the trailer, and that scene exists in the movie, but it looks completely different. Uh, with Infinity War, you know, in the battle at Wakanda, there are more heroes, you know, charging the... 
Thanos's army that are actually there. Like Hulk is there, but in the movie it's actually Hulk in the or Banner in the Hulkbuster armor. Those types of things that they're just these little changes that they make through CGI, anyways. That um, throw you off completely, though. Right, and like I would love to see someone in movie canon build a lightsaber. We got to see it in the Clone Wars with a couple Padawans cool. build lightsabers. I'm still really upset that we haven't seen it in an actual movie. Yeah, I feel like that's they've probably filmed it like ten times, and it just always ends up Maybe. on the cutting room floor. Well, yeah, like the whole thing around it is very deep in lore, and you have to find the right kyber crystal, and you have to find the materials and all of that. So I, I would, I would be interested to see her find a kyber crystal somewhere. Um, it doesn't even have to be that long, and then maybe use the pieces of Anakin's lightsaber to build a new one out of it. It looks a little different because, like, she's got to have her own at some point, right? Luke had his own in Return of the Jedi. Everybody else has their own. You can't have the main character of your movie not have a signature lightsaber agreed she's got to have a staff of some sort oh that was the other thing we talked about that on the lightsaber is maybe she'll build it uh, a staff type weapon that would be pretty cool that would be cool uh so we talked about her pulling kylo to the light i wouldn't even be surprised if she and kylo kind of swap that she gives too far into the dark as we saw in one of the trailers and kylo realizes what he's done and kind of moves towards the light or they some kind of they form some kind of gray alliance somewhere in the middle they realize that they need both sides to balance the force rather than one on this side one on this side they have to meet in the middle i think that's more logical or they're a union of the force right they like, they understand they that they need together. both sides for there to be balance and for the world to work correctly yeah all right that was best hero best droid i go first on this one, which i'm excited hit it and this was our twitter poll uh let's do the twitter poll first actually uh, so on Twitter at APA something every week we do a poll that goes towards our recording. Uh, tonight it was who's the best droid from a Star Wars movie. A lot of good droids in expanded universe stuff. We're not talking those. We're only talking movies. Choices were R two D two from the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. L three three seven from Solo and BB eight from the sequel trilogy and other comments. So R2 D2 won in a landslide. Fucking landslide. It wasn't even close. <laughs> not even close. I thought BB eight would put up a little bit of a fight. Not not even close. Uh L three three seven did get a couple votes, got two percent of the vote. Good for her. Uh and BB eight got sixteen percent of the vote and other got nine percent. Uh so we've got Self Hero of Tennessee at Magus of the M. R2-D2 is iconic. It's everywhere from movies to games to toys to t-shirts and other merch. Of the non-humanoid characters, R2 is the most marketable. That's very true. Super true. Doesn't make him the best, though. Uh, then we've got Suck My Fanfic, uh, at Suck My Fanfic, K2SO. Good choice there. Very good choice, K2SO. Yeah. Uh, the VCR Kids, at the VCR Kids. Only BB-8 can do a thumbs up. And as we talked about on our Patreon exclusive, I'm not so sure that that's a thumbs up. Yeah, I'm a, There's I'm a theory a... out there that he's flicking Finn off because Finn put him in a bad position. I like that theory better. I, I, I like that one a lot better. Like, because BB-8's just being a smart ass. Finn talked him into doing something he didn't want, and now he's, you know, he's flipping him the bird. Eat shit, uh, bitch. At WDIM Podcast, the, uh, what is that called? Uh, what Does It Matter Podcast. Gives another vote for K2SO. K2SO by far took the other votes like everybody in the comments was going on k2so which good for k2so um at sw the draken saga 
any other droid is greater than R2 and C-3PO. I don't know if I agree with that full statement. What? Like, R2-D2 is fantastic. Fuck yeah. And then uh, at Zorbicles, gives a shout out to BD-1, who's pretty cool too. But uh, BD-1 does not actually count because BD-1 is from the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order video game. Very, very good droid. One of my favorites by far, but not in movie, so sorry. I have yet to play that, so I'll just have to take your word for it. It's a, he's a great fucking droid. I want one so bad. <laughs> like, a real one and a toy one. Whatever I can get. Um, at two peas on a pod. Shouldn't C-3PO be in this combo? No. No, he shouldn't. I do not like C-3PO. Nobody does. He's annoying and shit. He's super annoying. He's iconic, yes. Oh, but dear. he's not anyone's favorite. Yeah, no. Fuck no. that guy. I'm sure there's someone that's like, hey, he's my favorite. It's like, shut up. Shut up. Just shut up. Yeah, no. Just shut up. No, fuck that. All right, so my pick. Uh, thank you to everyone who reached out on Twitter. Um, yeah, great thank you, guys. Feedback. Uh, that's at APA something. Every week we do a poll. So join in the fun because Please they're do. always fun. We love it. My pick for best droid. It's K2SO from Rogue One. That's a good pick. I love K2SO. Like, I immediately after seeing Rogue One, I went and bought like four different K2SO toys because I was just so in love with him. I got Alan Tudyk doing the voice, which he's always hilarious. He's the first droid that kind of felt like a fully formed character. C-3PO had the those human responses and things like that, but he was just always annoying. R2 and BB-8, like they were great, but can't actually talk. And R2-D2, especially in the prequels, he flirted too much with the, the Deus Ex Machina territory. Like, yeah. get out of here with that. K2SO was just there to do what he needed to do. He, you know, really believed in Cassian and had Cassian and Jin's backs whenever they needed it, which, he, you know, very loyal. Um, he sacrificed, sacrificed himself for their cause. He's hilarious. He's a badass. They have in Jedi Fallen Order. You have to fight some of these K2SO droids. Uh, they're obviously just because it's an Imperial droid. Uh, you have to fight some of them, but it's not the actual K2SO. Um, it breaks my heart every time that I have to, to kill one of these things. Kill. Yeah, they got those long ass arms that just beat the shit. Plus, he looks cool, man. He He's does tall, lanky, dope. all black. I would not want to fight that on a battlefield. No, the uh, the Imperials knew how to build some droids. I'll give them that. They sure as shit did, buddy. Who do you have for best droid? L337. Lee nice! Ponage. My fucking droid girl. I'm out glad here she from got Solo. some love because she Obviously. did not get any love in the Twitter poll. I was amazed she She's didn't get any fucking, fucking love. Awesome. Because she, nobody likes Solo. For whatever I reason. Solo was pretty good. Everybody I mean, had these high hopes for Solo to be this like genre defining movie, and it was just like a fun, exciting movie. It was nothing exactly. spectacular. But it was so much fun. And L337 was a big reason for that. That was, for me, the first droid that I felt like was like a, a fully formed human character, almost. Well, except K2SO came first, so... I agree, but that's just not what I took from K2SO L in Rogue One. Yeah, K2SO laid the groundwork for L337 to be everything. She, yeah, she no, was I... a fucking person in a metal box. Exactly. I mean, you. I think that really hit home when, like, she the had sexual feelings. tension. She had yeah. love. She had sex with Lando somehow. It works. I guess. I, I don't know. It's weird. But you could, fe I mean, you could feel it on screen for sure. Yeah. So that was something that definitely 
added to it, and I love the sassiness and the fact that she becomes the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, that helps. That is big and, time. And the whole droids rights thing, you know, like that. That's, that's a cool wrinkle to add into there is that she's like fighting for droids to because they're sentient, they should have rights. Which is true. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a great uh, angle I, to take if you're a droid. Yeah, I imagine you would like rights. And she's sassy. Sassy as fuck. Very sassy. Great job by Phoebe Waller-Bridge doing the voice for her. All right. It's down to the last pick. Down to it. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Favorite movie. Who's going first? It's you. Me? Yeah, I went first on the best droid. It's your turn. Fucking Rogue One, buddy. Good choice. Dude, Rogue One was so good. Really? And let me just... I'm sure people, everybody, there's a lot of mixed feelings about Rogue One because it didn't take place, I don't you know, know why. with the Skywalker. Because some some people gotta have that. But I loved the cast of Rogue One. It was fantastic. They did such a good job with Jen Erso and fucking Mads Milkinson playing her dad. Like I I yeah, loved Krennic, it. Uh, you know the dude who plays Krennic is great. You got He's Forrest so Whitaker, Guerrera. Uh, the guy that plays Cassian is great. There's gonna be a Cassian. Donnie Disney Yen Plus was show. in that shit. Fucking awesome. It was a it was a K2SO. great great movie. Yeah, K2SO, and then you get the infamous, most amazing, absolutely devastating, attack by Darth Vader. Yeah, it was, which was it was just hard like, not to pick Darth like best villain Darth Vader from Rogue One just for that one scene. I had to I had to save that for this one because I think yeah. that was just so instrumental in helping to make that my favorite movie because they did such a good job with it. I was into it the whole fucking time. And it was I a was feeling and then they hit you with that. Right. And it's it's a mostly unnecessary scene. Like that scene doesn't need to exist to get us to a new hope. But it's so cool. But it's so awesome that it does. Like but, and, that, and that it just was adds it was a the... cherry on the top of an excellent movie Sunday. Well, and I mean, the, I, I, that's a, a great analogy. And the fact that it uh, it really put a nail on the head to say, like, this, it came this close. Yeah. You know, this fucking close, which is what they, they didn't portray, in my mind, that well until it came up with that. It's like, I don't know, a bullet missing Hitler by a couple inches. And it corrected my problem with A New Hope Darth Vader is like he's this dominant he's everybody's dude. afraid of him and you don't really get a sense of that you get some sense of it through his force powers and you get why his contemporaries in the empire are afraid of him because he's willing to force choke people in skype sessions but as a, as a lightsaber dueler you you don't see much in it and it, it corrects that to a t because it shows just this imposing these you know these rebel soldiers running from him as he slices them all down and that's you know a month before the events of a new uh, before he fights Obi Wan Kenobi on his ship you know, and so you see it as when he needs to be this powerful force he can be, but when he's fighting a seventy five year old man, he doesn't. It's not that he takes it easy on him. It's just that well, there's a lot. They of have this there. more civilized. Sword it's a duel. Here. It's right. a duel, not right. a a massacre, and exactly. and just the way he combines his. You know, his force powers with his... That lightsaber was like an extension of him. That was, you know, one of the few times besides like Duel of the Fates that it really seemed like the lightsaber was an extension of, you know, whoever yeah, was you get, wielding it. You get a little bit of, on the in the Battle of Mustafar as well, um, where Anakin and Obi-Wan are using their force powers, but that was more... 
they're using their agility force powers more than like the force throwing and force pushing of things and yeah and it's not necessarily like a good combo like it's almost they'll stop it's, yeah to they concentrate. jump and flip off to something stand there for a minute let the other guy jump and flip up there and then they go back to dueling with the lightsabers this was just i'm using everything i have to mow down you people so i can get to that data card exactly like i'm gonna hold you slice you in half you know fuck it and Rogue One is such a great movie because it's just a straight-up war movie for nine-tenths of it, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a Star I'm, Wars dope-ass war movie. And I, I'm not usually a fan of war movies, but when you throw in lightsabers and blasters and all these things that go around the Star Wars universe, I'm there for it. Like, it's interesting to well, see that in, like, I'm not a huge fan of Saving Private Ryan. I get that it's a great movie, but, like, I'm not going to watch it a million times. I could watch this movie a million times because everything around the war part of it is fun and exciting. Well, yeah, and they give you they give you great characters who you'll never see again, which is just something that I loved about it as well. Which sucks. Well, I mean, we'll see him in the Disney Plus show that takes place before Rogue One, but yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah, that was my pick. Good choice. I have a different choice. Hit me. It's Return of the Jedi. Now. The Last Jedi and Rogue One are very close second and third somewhere. Um, I have, They each have so many great moments. We just talked about Rogue One. Obviously, The Last Jedi, same thing. Like, just kind of redefined how a Star Wars movie should be seen with The Last Jedi. And the problem with those is they don't have any nostalgia baked into them. Return of the Jedi has nostalgia baked into so it. I remember... I've seen Return of the Jedi more than any of the other Star Wars movies. It was always my favorite when I was a kid. Um, and, you know, Rogue One, Empire Strikes Back, Force Awakens, Last Jedi, they're all probably better movies from a like a technical film standpoint. But that's not what this award is. And the way I look at it is if I had a three-hour flight and there were only Star Wars movies to choose from on that flight, which one would I choose? And the answer is going to be Return of the Jedi. It's It's a super fun movie. I love the Ewoks. The Battle of Endor is great. You got Ewoks. You got the speeder bike chase, which those speeder bikes were very high in contention for best vehicle. But oh, ag- fuck yeah. again, had to have Return of the Jedi here. Um, you get the Jabba's Palace and Sarlacc Pit. Um, just iconic scenes there of breaking Han out and, and escaping. Uh, you can see how Luke's continued training has paid off for him. Uh, the plan to get in Jabba's Palace is a little weird, how they get all these different people in there at different times. But... It all pays off in the end when they just beat the shit out of Jabba's people. Uh, you get yeah. the final, yeah. you get the final showdown with Luke and the Emperor and Vader. Um, Vader finally fulfills his destiny, brings balance to the Force. Maybe um, we get yeah. this, <laughs> we get the reveal that Leia is Luke's sister, which makes the other movies a little squeamy, but here it fits. Uh, you know, Empire Strikes Back as stated as the best. But it's just not as fun. There's not anything fun going on in Empire Strikes Back. It's so grim. Uh, Return of the Jedi. And and Empire Strikes Back is a fantastic movie, and I love watching it. But, like, it's kind of like a hard watch because it's very draining. Because you feel for the characters, and they're all stuck, and they're alone, and they're split up. And it's it's hard to to have fun watching a movie like that where the Empire's just beating them at every point they can. Yeah, beating the dog shit out of them. But Return of the Jedi just has a ton of fun moments. And the Ewoks give a lot of that. Yoda gives a lot of that. Uh, Yoda is better in Return of the Jedi than Empire Strikes Back, I think. 
you know, the Vader and Luke play into that. You know, you got Lando's redemption in there. There's just so much good stuff in it. And if your only argument against it is the Ewoks are dumb and they were only made to sell toys, then fuck you. Just have fun for once in your life. Yeah, Porgs were the same way, but <laughs> yeah, every I, mean, fucking I still got a little is yeah. the same way. I still said fuck it and enjoyed it. Yeah, Ewoks are fucking awesome. If you don't like Ewoks, you're the problem, not me. Ewoks are great. Um, so those are all of our main awards that we gave out. We gave out best vehicle, best villain, best hero, best droid, and favorite movie. Uh, we got a couple extras here. Let's start with categories we missed. Did you have anything that we didn't get to talk on? Uh, we got some best alien species. Yeah, that's a good one. Going, uh, I'm going with Jawas. Fucking love Jawas. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a pretty good pick. I, I, I went with Wookiees. Wookiees like are so good. Like a big friend or kind of like a big brother. He's always got your back. Super intelligent, loyal. You know, less chance of them cooking and eating your flesh than Ewoks. Ewoks were straight up about to eat Luke and Han and Leia. And I'm pretty sure they cooked and ate some stormtroopers. Probably. Ewoks are fucking dark, man. They are. They are pretty dark, but they're sneaky little fucks. But imagine how much a Wookiee eats. I would like to cuddle with an Ewok, but like hang out with a Wookiee. Like if I had a yeah. if if I was if I was having one to like be a dog, then I want an Ewok. And I know Ewoks are more sentient than necessarily dogs are, but if I needed a pet, you can't have a, a Wookiee as a pet. No way in hell. That shit would not be too unless big. you like you were Mike Tyson. Yeah, he could have a Wookiee. Yeah, Mike Tyson. He could have had a Wookiee. He probably no does longer. have a Wookiee, man. Fucking Magic Johnson out here creating Wookiees. We also had the best lightsaber battle, which we already talked about in uh, the lightsaber. So that was one of our main categories, but it got dropped down to the, the categories we missed just because we talked about it in the lightsabers episode. Uh, again, that's Phantom Menace, Duel of the Fates. No question yeah. about it. We beat that one to death. And uh, best use of the Force. Yeah, you know, I... I don't have like a specific thing in mind other than or like best Luke. force power. Is yeah, exactly. I have force grab. Okay. That shit is so fucking handy. Yeah. And that would be the one I would I, want the most. Well, that's like the Jedi power that has had the most consequences. Like it saved Luke's life multiple times. I mean, it's killed tons of Jedi. Not quite as uh, problematic as the Jedi mind trick. Also, like you're not gonna. That is pretty tough. Not gonna but get any, into any consent issues with the the Jedi with the Force pull as you would with the Jedi mind trick. Yeah, but there's creatures who can, you know, are like naturally attuned to not being affected by it, which I I took some points away for that. But yeah, that's that's very rapey. Yeah. Uh, so I, I didn't want to super touch mind that rapey. I, I, super this mind. This is rapey. gonna be a bad look for me, but I'm going with Force lightning. Force lightning is so G yeah, though. It's awesome. It's just not prevalent it's, enough. For it's me. super evil and like the, it's only used to hurt people, but it'd be awesome. Oh shit! I would the power's out, more man. power too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, you need me to charge your phone? <gasps> Unlimited power. That's exactly what I was like. Yeah. I would scream that too. I wouldn't even be talking about like murdering action. people with it. I just could literally power my house anytime I wanted without having to pay the the electric company. Yeah, that would be super... It's like solar good. power be, from your fingers, man. Everybody would be up on you. Elon Musk would be like, can I just buy you for, like, 
10 I, just, to I could just 20 sell like jars billion of dollars. fucking lightning. That'd be tight. You just do visits. Like, I'll power this entire concert, but I want 10%. Alright. Hit me up. I got the Force Lightning hookup. Dude, we could uh, just commercialize, Plus, baby. It looks... It look, anytime it's used in the movies, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it does. They do a good job of, of the effects on that. Except for... Um, I think it's the Clone Wars when Dooku and Yoda fight. I thought it oh, was yeah, and Yoda, like, so it. stupid. Exactly. And Dooku's just like... Uh, like he's holding his hand because yeah there's no consequences for it and that's a big problem with attack of the clones is uh, a lot of the things that happen there's no consequences really uh within that movie because dooku like you said he does the force lightning and yoda just blocks it simply and then they go back to a little ball yeah and then they go back to lightsaber doing like if he'd have taken that ball and like fucking shot it back at him like it's a uh whatever they call it in dragon ball z i not a Hadouken. Uh, that's Street Fighter. Kamehameha? Yeah, that one. Or Hadouken. Either one. Uh, I, like, that would have been cool, but it was just like, I'm going to lightning you, but I'm just going to stand here with no real, like, force or oomph behind it. And I'm going to, you know, Yoda catches it like he's taking a shit. Yeah. He's like, Ugh! Yoda had It would have been cool if he just, like. Clones. Yeah. I would have loved to have just seen him, like, bounce it off into a ball of lightning, and it's just ricocheting around that the room. That would be cool. The whole time they're fighting, they've got to kind of, like, contend with that as they're dueling. I'd, I'd... And, f- like, force push it away and yeah. stuff like that. Try to get it to strike other people. It'd be like a, you know, I think Jedi would... Quidditch match. I-, I like that idea. I don't, like, I think it would have looked cheesy, actually, on film. Yeah. I mean, they would have... You would have to have it go fast, but I think it would look bad on film if it went super fast. It's a great idea. I think that's something like one of these animated shows could probably pull off good. Because with an animated show, you suspend your disbelief a little bit more. And you're like willing to accept things that aren't necessarily true to life. Uh, But it would have been hard in that that cave that Dooku and Yoda are battling in to kind of... But that would have been super dope to kind of see them contending with that along with each other. That would have been tight, yeah. That's the last thing before we move on. Probably the most important thing for everyone out there. What is your Star Wars origin story, Nick? Mine's pretty simple. Um, I was, growing up, loved comic books. I've said this a bunch of times on this show, and my dad introduced... My dad would always quote Star Wars. Um, It's a normal thing. One of my favorite lines. What's that? So that's a normal thing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he his life was changed by Star Wars, or at least that's the way he phrased it to me. But he always he always quoted Imperial Walkers on the North Perimeter, and the way he said it was just like, okay, that sounds dangerous. I gotta check that shit out. And then when I it was growing up, by the way, that was well, yeah, that was one of the few gifts I got. I remember I still got it in storage, but it was a, a VHS box set of the remastered versions of you know the original trilogy and i thought that was just so cool i wore those fucking tapes out but what really got me into it um where i've actually been doing like research and watching youtube videos and all this shit is uh the mandalorian man i suppose that's that's really what got me super into it pretty recently i i can get that because the mandalorian is so good and it it opens up all these questions about how the world works that you want to get answers for. Well, it's also uh, him. He had a good time in my life because I've I've have time read everything. I, well, I I don't 
but you know when i work out i'll watch youtube videos about star wars and stuff but i've kind of you know i love halo but i've read everything about halo that i could possibly read same with spider-man and batman and stuff like that so it's kind of a new route for my uh, nerdism to to flow i like that so for me patent that it was like we we had all the vhs when i was growing up we would watch them once every couple years as you do you know when you own the trilogy Uh, my parents liked them but we're not like they weren't star wars nerds by any stretch of the means uh, so we would watch them every once in a while i really liked them again return of the jedi was always my favorite and then i was 12 when or no i guess i would have been 11 when the phantom menace came out and i had two friends michael matthew shout out i'm sure you're not listening because you probably don't know this exists but if you are hey what's up um they were like super star wars like they had all the action figures they would watch it every year like they were just they knew all the expanded universe stuff like they were super deep into it and so I became friends with them in like third or fourth grade. And they, they kind of introduced me a little more and a little more to it. But I was still just like, oh, yeah, it's 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 fun, whatever. Yeah, uh, it's cool. And then Phantom Menace comes out. And at the time, they're super into it. And I'm like, yeah, this is, you know, this is cool. And I saw and I once I finally watched, it, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm in on all the pod racing is cool. You know, all this stuff. Pod racing is cool. We all started playing Star Wars Jedi Power Battles together for PlayStation 1 terrible fucking game but the best star wars game ever i love it um i never played the, me- the mechanics are really rough <laughs> uh but when you're 12 years old you don't really know that because the- this is the game i got you get to use a lot of different characters you get to use a lot of different force powers it was a lot of fun uh you don't know yeah. that the blocking mechanic is off by like three seconds you just you figure play it out, you, right you figure yeah you, figure you pick out it up and... it. uh hmm? now everybody's so like in tuned everything has to be perfectly timed and it's like no like it's supposed to be a challenge you have to find it's the a way fucking to game so we would play that game all the time together because you could play co-op you could do it on your own like i would play with one guy and they would play with a different one so we played that a lot together so i got really into it with them they introduced me to one of the extended universe book series called uh, jedi apprentice which was basically the trials and tribulations of qui-gon and obi-wan as obi-wan is growing up it starts with obi-wan at like 12 years old or something right and it was a super long series it was probably like 12 15 books but they're they're thin books they're like made for preteens and Hmm. it was all leading up to episode one basically like how did how did they get to from when obi-wan is padawan to what's going on in episode one and i read probably like six of them and they were, they were pretty good. They're hard to find now. I, it wasn't a popular series, but it was the one we got into. So we would read that, and so they got me really into it. And then, like I said, it kind of fell off during high school. And then The Force Awakens brought me back to it. Like, I, I'd started collecting the stuff from the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy, the, the few things I liked from the prequel trilogy. But then with The Force Awakens, I was just like, all right, I'm all in on this. I started reading more on it. I find out as much as I can. You know, I've watched the Clone Wars now. I'm in the middle of Rebels. The Mandalorian is great. So I'm the Force Awakens kind of turned me on to like, okay, this is going to be my thing. I, I Yeah, the I bigger like this. universe. Yeah. This this and Spider-Man are my main things now. Yeah, yeah. That is, we always, us collectors slash nerd enthusiasts, always got to have a main thing. You want to have something that you can dive deep on and, and have the knowledge base behind it. And then, you know, Game of Thrones came in and took a little bit of the shine away from it for a little while because I went deep, really deep into that. Um, and you I'm did. sure if Winds of Winter ever comes out, I'll get 
back into that, but right now I'm oh, off it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you, you have to have that thing that you just, no matter what, you want to learn more about it. And Spider-Man, like, there's not really anything new to learn right now. But Star Wars, there's always more, which is great. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah, there's always, it has crazy amounts of lore behind it. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad we're doing Star Wars Month. It, it helps move me even deeper into the knowledge base. And, like, I was always one that, like, if you quoted a movie to me, like, I would know it's a Star Wars line, but I wouldn't know who said it or when or whatever. Like, I remember my wife's sister at one point, like, I, I said I was going to try something. She's like, do or do not. There is no trying. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's a it's a random ass line from Empire Strikes Back. And, you know, I didn't watch it that much. And now, like, if you said that to me, I'd be like, oh, yeah, fucking Yoda, man. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I get it. But I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> yep, Yoda said that. Weirdo. That sounds about right. <laughs> Yoda with his useless advice. Sounds good. Talk to your wife like, is your sister okay? She said <laughs> some weird shit to me. <laughs> she said a really weird thing to me. Um, yeah, so that's great. I'm loving Star Wars Month. we got two more episodes. Next week is The Rise and Fall of Anakin Skywalker. Ayo. And then the last week of December will be a full review of The Rise of Skywalker, the film. Spoilers. Just gonna yes, say that. Yes, there will right be spoilers now. in that in that review. We'll, we'll so, say it lots. Don't worry. Don't at me, bro. Yeah, no. Yeah, it'll be a full week after the the movie's released. There's no reason that you shouldn't be ready to be spoiled if you're listening to something based on that at that point. Exactly. Check out Patreon. We just did a Force Awakens episode, and we'll be doing Mandalorian episode one next week there. So if you want more Star Wars content from us, it will be there soon. Or by the time you're hearing this, there will already be some there. For a dollar a month. Only a dollar a month. Yeah. That's like a third of a cup of coffee a month. Yeah. I mean, that's like, you know, four days worth of make your own coffee at home. Or like one laundry day. Come on. You can pass up laundry to to give us some money on Patreon once a month. Yeah, that's like minimal money. on. That's in your car car right now. Yeah, you've got four quarters in your car. Just take those out. Put them, put them in a bank account somehow. Send them over to <laughs> us on Patreon. And if you do all that extra work, let us know, and we will yes, give you if, a shout-out on the show. Yes, if you literally have four quarters, and you go you go to a bank, you deposit those four quarters, you go back on your computer, log on to Patreon, you find us, and you you subscribe with those four quarters, like you'll get an extra something for that. Cause that's, yeah, that's I'll, I'll send you a mystery box for Ooh, sure. Ooh, mystery box. I love mystery boxes. All right. Anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, all the music is provided by those cats. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at APA something at alone underscore podcast. And all the music is provided by those cats. <laughs> you guys stay sassy. Stay classy. <laughs>